Danielle DeVoe. You are listening to Midtown Radio, and I am here with Robbie Campbell from the Mud Men. Robbie, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. Um, it's very exciting. You are playing in Cambridge this weekend. I feel like the Cambridge Scottish Festival is maybe the perfect venue for the Mud Men. It's certainly, you know, um, you know, people in Cambridge love uh, country. They love rock. Um, a Scottish festival seems right up your alley. Can, have you played the Cambridge Festival before? And, um, you know, what are you looking forward to? Well, this will be our third time at the festival. And we played uh, played the beer tent during the afternoon before. And we've done the Friday night, uh, the big, big stage at the grounds. We once had a pre-show at the Newfie Club on the Friday night. And that was a real good party because they know how to party down at the Newf- Newfoundland Club there. And uh, so this will be the third time at the games there. And Cambridge has kind of been our second home, kind of. You know, we lived there and we bounced bars there, played a lot there. And so it'll be a nice little homecoming. We know a lot of pipers and local scene people. And we've got some good bands on the card with us there. we got the legendary Doyle Tinkers. I don't know if you know them from Guelph. And they're a great Celtic band. They've been around for, this is our 25th year. I think they've been around for 30 or 35. And, and then there's a local band called Shy Harry. That they're very talented guys there, and I've never, um, never seen them live. But we've had uh, Eric fill in on uh, guitar a couple shows with us there, but he's a good guy, and so should be a good lineup of music. And it's a very local lineup of, mu- of music, which is which is really nice for for people who live here to go out and see bands that um, also uh, live here. They're, people aren't being brought in from the far corners of the earth. And I do believe, if I saw right correct, that the one brewery in town, the Rhythm and Brews, is sponsoring the event. So I don't know if they're running the beer tent or if they're paying a partial uh, uh, performance fees for some of the bands. But it's nice now that some of these small breweries, um, we actually have a beer with a small company out of Bayfield, Mudman BS Beer, and uh, it's your best seller. And we always joke around, one sip, you'll be tasting BS. But it's nice when these local breweries in town people uh, give them a chance and they're not just stuck on drinking the the big, you know, the big favorites and all that good stuff. And, so- and, and with um, sort of a lot of uh, losing a lot of venues over the past few years, uh, m- many of the places that we go to see local live music are in fact the local breweries, uh, um, you know, where, near where I live, TWB and Counterpoint Brewing both have music nights um, and Rhythm and Brews has a a lot of music nights. It's a significant part of their business. So it is kind of nice that they've become uh, sort of the de facto venues for for bands. Uh, Now, yeah, because even Kitchener, you look at back in the day with the Lyric and there's so many great Lulus and this and that. There's not that many places to play anymore. We said we've had great success at uh, Maxwell's playing St. Patrick's Day there. And... uh, you know, but uh, I don't think uh, we'll be back there too soon again. We're going to be at the, we're going to be back in 2024. We're going to be at the River Run Center in Guelph. That hasn't been announced yet, but, uh, you know, that rumor can can leak out of my, I can't announce it, but I can accidentally say it. How did it come about that you decided um, on your sound and your style? I mean, what, what, you know, how did you become a Celtic rock band? Why was that, what, what appealed to you? Well, we said when you give them lemonades, you make lemonade. And so as kids, we were given the bagpipes and we got called all kinds of names and we still do to this day. And 
But you know, we we um, played the bagpipes and we wanted to do something incredible with the instruments. So we got touring with the Irish Rovers, and our first show with the Irish Rovers was in Hamilton Place, and uh, we caught the bug because they joined us with the guitars and the mandolin and the whole bit, and it's like full house, two thousand people, and uh, so we wanted to put a band together. And we toured with the Chieftains and John McDermott and John Allen Cameron, and we got into a Mervish production called The Need Fire. Yeah, Danny Doherty was the MC narrator, and John McDermott was in that, and and the Irish Descendants, and we got a record deal from that, and and uh, you know we met a couple crooked promoters that took us for sixty two thousand dollars, and we got dropped from Capitol Records, the big cities that loved us: Ottawa, ha Hamilton, Halifax, Toronto, Edmonton. Haven't had success there since without the radio and. Uh, we've had minor success, but not like the days when they're lined out. There's more people on the street at the Horseshoe Tavern that can get into the bar. We can't do that ever again. And I'd rather play to a, to a rib fest a bunch that want to see you rather than the ones that think they're at the event of the weekend. Craft beer and rib fest, fest crowds are pretty happy crowds. So who, who wouldn't want to um, be playing to them? I think the Cambridge uh, Highland Games we're talking about, I, if I do remember the last time we played there, I think the whole grounds are licensed. So I think you can wander in the beer tank, get your beer, go see the band, go get some fish and chips and the whole bit. And uh, that's a nice feature, you know. You're not just stuck, you know, here, if you want to drink, you're drinking here, you want to see the band, you're over here kind of thing, so... Yeah, it must make a big difference for a band. I know um, in, in Kitchener as well, the festivals that happen in Victoria Park or Willow River Park, um, you know, they they fence the entire area and it, it, it must be demoralizing as a band when there's a, a separate beer garden that's way off in the back and that's where everyone is and they're having a great time and then there's no one in front of the stage hanging out with you. So, I mean, I think it is a good a good innovation to be a little less Puritan with how we expect people to to um, attend our festival festival shows. I actually enjoy playing the theater scene better than the festivals because festivals are great, always have a good time. They treat you like um, uh, gold. But when you play a theater and you walk in there, whether it's the Grand Theater in uh, Fergus that will be playing this fall, but your name's on the ticket. And if you fill that hall, they're coming only to see you. And so I've always said to young bands that want advice and stuff, it's like, play the festivals. You have to. They're fun. You build a fan base. But, but remember, when you're at the festival, you're the icing. The festival is the cake. You want to be the cake. Cake doesn't need icing, right? Good cake doesn't need icing. So it's nice when you play an event and they come to see you. It's not because, well, it's chicken wing night or the waitress is cute or it's half-priced beer or whatever else and so when you play some of these events and they're only coming to see you that's a nice feeling because and some of the places we play don't even have bars and we said that's another true you know if they'll they'll go see a play and throw that magical drink in in their hand um that kind of says how much they love you and you're doing something right there you know you know you've talked a little bit about the the highs and lows of your 25 year uh uh sort of uh career on the scene the mud men have been going for 25 years how 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 do you keep the band together how do you how do you keep going given how difficult it i mean it was already hard in the canadian music industry before the pandemic and then the pandemic just like put a full stop on so much and now everyone 
even really established bands, you kind in talking to people, you kind of feel like everyone feels like they're starting over again. They're having to start over. Things work a little bit differently. Um, audience development is a bit different. You know, how how are you approaching that? Um, you know, as as industry veterans at this point. We're um, more like I like the veteran point there, but we said I think it's a changing market. Every day um something different comes into play and there's a new there's a new fad and whatever else. And I think a guy said to us one time in London that we played his hall a lot. He said, you can't deny longevity. And those that won't quit, it's like the Simpsons there, Homer boxing against Mike Tyson, and he just wouldn't quit. Uh, we've weathered a lot of bad situations where you've got management. We had such great management that when we broke ties with management, he didn't pay our taxes for four years. He didn't pay our HST for four years. He left us with a about a $25,000 parting gift of bills to pay the government. Uh, He was shopping demo tapes to record labels without bagpipes on them that the band was recording without my brother and I, the founding members, trying to get deals and throw us out of the band like the Dixie Chick um, lead singer. And so we've had a lot of meathead uh, band members come in that think they're going to be the boss and they, their own band failed and their good looks and their songwriting, things are going to turn around. And we learned a lot touring with Johnny Reed and the Irish Rovers and John McDermott. John McDermott was standing to shake everybody's hand at the, at the concert. Sure, they're an older crowd, but he gave people time. And the Irish Rovers, they sang a lot of the same songs for years, but it was an event. Great guys. They drink with you, sign your records, blah, blah, blah. And Gordy Howell one time gave us the best advice. And he said to us one time, we were piping his walk of fame and he was watching us. And he said, I've been watching you guys. And he said, you guys give people time. And he said, that's a great quality because he said, time is the only thing you can't get back and it's worth more than money. And he said, don't ever change. And so you see a lot of these bands that they're in a big rush to go home. They're in a big rush to get there at the last minute. We've had so many band members that you probably know that played in our group and talented guys, nice enough guys, but if you're going to get in this business, you know, don't worry when you're going to get home and just make sure you get home. And, uh, but you got to give people time. And if you're that guy, when do I have to be there? And when can we leave And this and that? And it's like, people have said to us, how did you get on Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'ems? Well, we became friends with Don. We gave him time and we played for free. That's a nice word at some of his charity events and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, there's times you're talking to people. We had no idea we're talking to Ian Thomas at a party one night, you know, um, big country star. And the next thing you know, when they went looking for uh, people for the Bob and Doug 2-4 anniversary on the CBC, Ian Thomas said, we got to get those Pipers, those crazy guys. We got to get those guys. And he thought we were entertaining. And so he went looking for us. And we were at a particular time that we were living above a shop that we were working in uh, in Toronto. And uh, we didn't have a phone. So he phones John, uh, he phones Murray McLaughlin. Ian Thomas phones Murray McLaughlin said, can you find the Pipers? Murray said, I don't know where the hell they are. He phones John McDermott, who phones our mom. And they, but they weren't looking for us. They wanted to find us. And you know, if you're not nice to people and you're and you don't give them time, then you better be Eminem or some guy that writes hit songs and there's a huge market for I'm not saying Eminem's a bad guy, I don't know. That was a bad example. But you know, a guy that's on top of the world and in, in his in his uh, genre of music and you you better be the elite guy, you know. Times have changed. It's been tricky, it's been hard, but you're 
you seem like you're pretty optimistic about where the mud men are going. So what are, what are you guys doing for the next 25 years? What's, what's your big plan? What's up well, next? I said, we were working on this book and documentary and we think it's going to be key because a lot of people have no idea what, where we've done and what we've done and starting a band. I think we're, I think someone once said that they actually went on the internet and tried to look and we're the only two bagpipers. They got a, a major record deal with EMI records with no band, no singer, no nothing. And we put all the tools together. And uh, we said we weathered a lot of storms. We started working with a producer in 1997. We did a, a, a nice little demo tape with Phil X and his band, who Phil X now is legendary. He's played with, uh, you know, um, Frozen Ghosts and you know, with Rob Zombie, and now he's a member of John Bon Jovi, if you've heard of that small little band. And uh, so he, he was a great uh, influence on us. And we got working with this producer, and the producer kind of smelled blood. And it's a, it's a long story, but he dragged his feet and took 62 grand of our money and left us sleeping in our cars. And we had to walk away from that deal. So we said, you know, for us not to pull the hat in the circle and give up numerous times. Then you, you sign the bad management and he leaves you with another $25,000 bill. And we should have quit a million times over and we're just too stubborn. So we said the, the goal is, you know, we want to play to the right crowds. We want to play theaters, festivals, you know, rib fest, family events. Uh, I don't want to play the meathead push and shove crowds anymore where the beer's flying. Hey, I lost a tooth. You know, it's like uh, those crowds don't pay the bill. So we're, we're talking about a live album for next year, um, recording it somewhere. We've never done one before. We're really hoping to break into the States again. We were doing well before COVID playing the, the Celtic festivals. and So COVID kind of, you know, slowed things down and whatever. So we're hoping to get back there and hopefully we can be like the, the Irish Rovers are going to celebrate their 60th anniversary coming up. So we said, unless one of us croaks, I think we're going to, we're going to, we'll make 40 if, if nothing else, I think. Well, that's exciting. I mean, you may as well just aim for another 25 since that's, then then you'll just be, you know, you're just in the middle ages of your, of your rock stardom. Hopefully um, the weather will be glorious for the um, Cambridge Scottish Festival and lots of people will come out and uh, see your music, which is as you say, um, unlike anything else when it is seen live. And so, um, you know, have have fun out there. And I, I hope lots of great opportunities come uh, come out of it. We are going to listen to um, one of your songs. Do you want to introduce it uh, for our listeners? Sure. I, I gave you our uh, single there, The Farmer's Tan. And my brother wrote this song, and it's kind of a tribute to... Um, and everybody's had a farmer's tent and everybody's, you know, everybody has that guy that lived in a farm, your uncle, your dad, everyone that's farmed and blah, 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 and the blue collar community and this and that. And, and so uh, I think this touches, it should touch pretty much everybody in this country because it's just kind of a tip of the hat to the hard working uh, person that, uh, you know, is out in the sun getting a farmer's tan and wants to have some fun. And I think it's a great track. It is. So here for your listening pleasure is Farmer's Tan by The Mud Men. And you can also check out The Mud Men at the Cambridge Scottish Festival uh, on Friday night. The day 
days are long The pay is poor Some might wonder what we do this for It's a way of life The only one we know And I roll up my sleeve to show me.